Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Marketing Matters. I am your host, Ryan Sowers, and we're broadcasting live on Business Radio X in the Sinesta Gwinnett studio. On every episode of Marketing Matters, we talk business marketing, communications, customer service, and much more. Let's start, though, by asking us to support and care for the show, and that's Air Filter Sales and Service. They have a office in Tucker and Marietta. Air Filter Sales and Service with an office in Tucker and Marietta. Super excited for our guest today, but first, my illustrious co-host, as always, Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step. That's jamebishop.live. Jane, my friend, how are you? Oh, Ryan, I'm awesome. How are you today? I am great. I am I'm great. Dealing with masks, uh, you know, trying to get it all right. But our guests saved me in the end, and I know. that's what matters. You if, know? Uh, we need a lesson on one o- mask 101 for yeah, Ryan. I did. And my doctorate, now we're working on a training man. We have to do looking at OSHA standards. Maybe I should go read him again since I know how to put on a mask well, properly. Well, maybe so. Maybe you should work that into your leadership I, I, development. I, I, I'm going to see what I can do. But, you know, enough about me and us we have the one and only my friend and colleague jasper Watkins, the throw the third owner of wadi consulting in with us today how are you jasper and welcome to the show oh well well thank you i want to thank you all here yeah there's too much energy in here i'm, just, <laughs> I'm about to, I have to get energized i have it you, just, I really you need to put that mask yeah. back yes, on I me do. and that, that'll cut that oxygen down and shut me up yeah, I, you really know, really you know. no this is this is great i really appreciate it thank you so much you're welcome. Well, you you and I have known each other a long time, and just tell our listeners, we have a wide, wide audience listening live and listening from all over the place. Just tell them a little bit about you, and we'll go into more detail, but you've done so many things in your uh, career, and then you got new things that we'll, we'll share with them that you want to sure. tell as well. Sure. Well, um, again, I want to thank you all for having me, and um, well, myself, I'm a, um, an Army brat. Um, my parents, uh, my father was in the military. So my sister and I, um, as opposed to the traditional being raised in the United States, we actually was raised, we were raised abroad. So the first part of my life, I was in Kaiserslautern, Germany. Um, K-Town. 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 James an Army brat too, right? They're going to, go. I'm, yeah, I'm a, the old K-Town. Right, there K-Town. you go. Okay. So yeah. So I want to go to K-Town. K-Town, yeah. K-Town, yeah. <laughs> then um, second part, um, father then had, he went to uh, Vietnam. Um, it's been 18 months there, and it came back, thank God. And we then went uh, to um, Fort Buckner, well, they called it Sucran, Okinawa. So we lived in Okinawa for four and a half years, and I, I actually came back to the States. I was actually like 16 and a half. So I got back in the States like at the last part of the 11th grade, and Army brats know what I'm talking about. Our life went from report card to report card. You know, if you leave at one time on a report card and you get to your next duty station, it's the time for the next report card. Um, and then I finished up school where my parents were from, Jacksonville, Florida, at Rebalt Senior High School. and was drum major. Walked in there. I, I, I went to college on a clarinet. So that's one more thing for your resume. Too, resume. I mean, you just yeah. keep you just keep doing it. I'm running out of I'm running out of I'm running out of notes. He is a man yeah, of many talents. Yes, I actually went to Florida A&M University School of Pharmacy on a music scholarship. Awesome. Um, playing um, playing clarinet. So, um, you know, went to Florida A&M, graduated from the School of Pharmacy. Um, met my wife there, uh, Felicia. Seminole, go nose. I get that call in. 
Um, <laughs> so we're a house divided. We, right. we yeah. have the two flags. <laughs> right. And um, went into the mil- enlisted into the military. Um, started in the military as a PFC. Um, went to an E5 and then um, crossed over from second lieutenant and then went to lieutenant colonel. Wow. While I was in the military. Um, actually had a, uh, got my master's and also did a residency in nuclear pharmacy, um, a special brand of pharmacy that deals with nuclear medicine and, and basically diagnostic. But it was a, it was a passion of mine uh, because I, as a pharmacist, I like the passion of, the practice of, and that was one of the pure practices of pharmacy where you actually interacted with the patient, the physician, the family. So it was a holistic approach all the way around to, to medicine. Um, so moved around on with the family uh, and have three adult children and two grandkids. Um, my son, by the way, he went to VMI. So okay. go VMI. Uh, <laughs> another, fl- another flag. <laughs> another flag. He yeah. says very uh, ener- energetically sort of. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Blacksburg, Virginia. That was the, okay. That was a whole different thing. Um, so uh, got ended my career at uh, Fort Benning. Um, took part while that time in um, 9-11, it was a tragic day, but one of my assignments there as part of Personnel Command, um, we had to locate where they had taken a lot of the, our fallen heroes and also our wounded warriors uh, that were there at the Pentagon at the time. And you have to understand that during that time, clandestine type things do happen. People have security clearances, so you have to know where they've taken people who have special security clearances for security's sake. And so we that was our task, was to find out where all of these fire and rescue folks had taken folks. Mm. Wow. Um, so that was a task. It took us actually 72 hours to locate kind of where everybody had gone from that, that, that disaster. Mm. Um, and then um, while I was there, it also dealt with Katrina. So we saw the first wave coming from Katrina coming to Fort Benning, Georgia. And a big deal there was, you know, I don't have my prescription. Uh, well, what do you have? Well, I have sugar, and I have. So they were talking traditional, down-home medicine and disease. So as a pharmacist, you had to kind of differentiate. Okay, sugar, diabetes. Okay, I had to this. Okay, that means that. And so you're talking with other pharmacists that kind of like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I said, this is the South. This is how they say yeah. these things, but this is what they mean. Yeah. And then once you show them the pill, they're like, oh yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. And then we tried to work it out. In wow. about about two weeks afterward, we was able to kind of find out through the big box chain um, and get their profiles, medication profiles, and we were good with that. And then at one point um, when I was there, I was the deputy pharmacy consultant for the Surgeon General. Um, and what, we, what happened was during Desert Shield, Desert Storm, when the troops left, the problem was their refills, when they're on maneuver brigades, you can't find them for the refills. Oh, wow. So we had 10,000 troops that needed refills. And so it was my job to locate where they were and then use the, the four at the time delivery um, systems that were available, you know, like UPS, um, sure. Brown, and mm-hmm. FedEx, um, and TRICARE, to find them and then get their refills to them in a timely manner. Mm. Um, that took time, but it's collaborating with the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, because, you know, at a tri-service force level, everybody is embedded together. So that kind of broadened my mind and scope of how things are supposed to be done. At Benning, I retired. So um, as, a, as we were driving back up, to go because my wife is from Maryland. I said, you know what? 
that frost line stops right here in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the cold no more. No. So we found a place. We just we kind of got off the expressway. Uh, I guess it was a, the wrong pass, and ended up on 78. And I and I told you yeah, about the the the, the, the lanes yeah, were reversible and, uh, lanes. Reversible yeah. lanes. Oh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And um, ended up uh, in Grayson, and it was like this looks like Maryland, you know, the horse pastures and everything. Yeah. I'm like, this is nice. And so she said, it is. So you know, we settled here. And um, I then had a call from the Surgeon General in Florida saying, Jay, you have been in disaster preparedness. Could you come lead our pharmacy here in Florida um, and be our director and then work with the state of Florida on the distribution of meds during um, events? And I'm like, well, sure. So I took my military knowledge and skill set, and then I went to Florida and um, with the Bureau of Pharmacy Services for the state, you know, established a, a concrete preparedness program um, for the state and at that same time just so happened h1n1 came out that's right and so that's when i established a, a drug distribution point whereby all of the cvs rite aids any store that had a pharmacy we would place the cdc meds tamiflu in those stores and as a uh, a convenience if a floridian came with their driver's license or anyone from out of state you show your driver's license you could get the tamiflu free Mm. And I felt that that was the fastest way to get the Tamiflu out. And then we established a place where, you know, the toll booths? Yes. Where you would go through the toll booths and you would get the Tamiflu as well in certain places. So how do you get that out the, the fastest way to, to the, the society? I'm just listening to Jay's for talking. I'm thinking you might run for president. I'm <laughs> 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 like expedited like the best. I think you saw, could solve a lot of problems. That's well, what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, you know, I hear, I hear three things in your story so far, Jasper. You are great at assessment and then developing a strategy and then creating a response that actually works. Yes. And it, it's just very very clear i think just in the short glimpse of that story that that's really a strong not only passion of yours but a great set of gifts and skills yeah you know i i, I really i really feel passionate about mm -hmm. what i do and helping people because here's here's the thing when in florida one of my my chores was we had 67 counties so as a chief pharmacist for the state one of my charges was going i had to inspect the pharmacies mm -hmm. state pharmacies to make sure that everything was compliant with the Board of Pharmacy. So as I went into the, some of the smaller towns, I was approached by individuals who had members of their families who were incarcerated. And they would say, you know what, uh, Mr. Watkins, when, you know, when my loved one comes out and they have HIV, there is nothing, there's no way for them to get treatment. The drugs cost too much. So I said, well, let me check on that. So I went and I, and I did some research and found that the department of corrections, they, the, the inmate could get the drugs in prison, but when they transitioned out, it was a different program, and by them being a felon or an ex-con, they, they were not eligible for the care. Wow. Mm. So okay. I'm like, this is a problem, because what's happening now, you're infecting the community, because there's no care. So what I did was approach the governor, and at the time it was Governor Christ, Mm -hmm. And I approached him with a plan of saying, this is what we could do. Why don't we establish a program in prison where they could get the medication at a discount? And then they, they immediately, in that program, transition out to the Department of Health. It's a public health issue. Mm -hmm. Then that patient is now tracked. 
and they can continue to get their meds. Hmm. No disconnect. That, yeah. that sounds like something similar going on today. Yeah, that's what we I told you. We won't go there. With <laughs> that's what I told you. I mean, I got a write-in vote for president. <laughs> I'm going to use it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got a nice pen, a mask, yeah. and I'm going to use it. I mean, well, Jasper, I'm just curious. Go back to your military. You grew up as an Army brat, and I'm yes. an Army brat, and my dad was a chaplain, there so I'm a go. PK, so I've got the Uh-oh. double whammy. You you know, I, well. I knew you guys would yeah. hit it off. Yeah. I, I can always feel it, and I love it. <laughs> How do you think, thinking back with your being an Army brat and then being in the military yourself, working through the enlisted ranks and the officer ranks, how has what's one way that has helped you in your post-military professional life? we have to make friends so fast that you overlook shortcomings and you work on their strengths Mm -hmm. because what i find most most obvious is that people's shortcomings are basically because they're afraid of most of their strengths so if i can accentuate what they like about me to the point where what they don't like about whatever there is about me is trumped then pretty much no pun intended no hey, that's all right. hey, hey i'm the one that brought up the right in i didn't say that i'm the one that did the right in ballot your mind is on national politics now all right all right but, I'm playing. And, and i find that what that does is now you have pretty much a friend for life and because the way our connections were in the military you really only got to know a person for maybe three months good So you had to overcome a lot of what you didn't like. And then you find that you have a bond with that person. Mm -hmm. Now, when my wife and I speak, now she has friends from kindergarten that she knows. But she couldn't tell me. I have friends that I don't even know that was in kindergarten. (laughs) And they call me and say, hey, we were in kindergarten together. That's right. And I'm like, okay. Okay. They send you you a friend on Facebook request. You're like, I didn't know you were a friend in real life. Okay, right. Really. Well, and that's good. I think that's that's key. You know, we have to make friends so fast we overlook their shortcomings, and and that is that's a that's a powerful insight and lesson learned. Oh but, yes. And Jane, you know, she has a very successful coaching and consulting business. She's done lots of help with me over the years of keeping you on track. But I think what she's going with that is what I hear anyway um, is you've taken all these experiences, built on them, listened, learned, applied, you know, rinse, wash, repeat, and then found ways. And, and at the end, at the core, as we were speaking, I got another five months left of my coursework, t- not dissertation, coursework, my doctorate in leadership. At the end of the day, if you want to break leadership down, it's exactly what you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. It's saying, okay, we have this program in the jail that doesn't exist as a disconnect. I mean, th- there has to be a solution and talking to people and figuring things out. That's what I think we need more of from all of our community leaders and especially, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it in a minute, elected leaders. Because we need people to listen, we need people to think, we need people to collaborate, and you know they may not have to agree, but we can agree to disagree what's agreeably, and uh, and move forward because there's just too much division, uh, and that doesn't get anything done. You no, know, no, well, you agree? No, I mean, I, no, no, I, I really do because um, when I was in D.C. when we when I was stationed at the Pentagon. And I was a scoutmaster, and my son, the youngest of our three is my is boy, so my son. I started him from Tiger Cubs, and he went all the way to first class um, in scouts. And one of the things that I introduced to that was young boys that had HIV, no fault of their own, you know, 11, 12. And they couldn't participate in anything because people were afraid. Mm. So through the church, I was able to convince the youth leaders to say, look, if I could get nurses, pharmacy students, pre-med students to come work with me with the scouting program, 
can we let these children on board, mm. both in the Girl Scouts and in the Boy Scouts? And they agreed. Now, the parents were adamantly against it. But after I showed them the precautionary measures that we were going to take, it was great. And these kids today contact me because, you know, some are, are controlled on their meds and others that had a stigmatism or a, they had a, uh, because of their parents, you know, didn't understand, now actually work with at-risk youth. Oh, wow. In that wow. Way. Oh, awesome. I'm wondering, Ryan, it would be interesting, you know, the old show, uh, To Tell the Truth, where they have yeah. three people and two are imposters <laughs> yeah, and one. Yeah, so which if, was telling if, the truth. Yeah, if there were three Jasper Watkins in a panel, <laughs> and of course our audience can't see us, I know. describe the real Jasper Watkins leadership. Give us your leadership profile, Jasper. My leadership profile is actually is, is, is kind of modeled behind um, General Colin Powell. He, he was my mentor. I was his pharmacist when I was at Fort Myer. I love Colin Powell. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's and, great. and one of the things he used to always tell me about leadership style is it has to be strong and you have to identify it straight up front. So mine was lead, follow, or get out the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that's love it. That one. Yeah. That's it. Lead, follow, and, or get out the way. Because if you can't lead me, I will follow you. But if you can't, I will take it over. And we will comp- continue and finish mission. A man of action. No, I it, like it, that. It's, 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 a, it's a famous quote, and I've said it, but, you know, I, I, you really, a lot of people stand around, and we were out of town a few months ago, my wife and I and the kids, and I said, you know, in this time, everything's unprecedented. There's so many unknowns. Uh, we're all people of faith, so we know God's in control. Ultimately, it's hard for us as humans to uh, remember that sometimes hour to hour. But as, as, we, as we look at... Um, Goodness gracious, I had a great thought there, Jane. I just I completely it's, lost it's my cir- It's circling the room. You know uh, what's happening is every year I get older, I just like, all of a sudden it's like, and it'll come back. You know yeah, that feeling? It'll come back and like, it'll come back in like two Did minutes. you forget your afternoon meds? I did. Well, Wait, I'm, I'm over, I think Jasper can fix me up. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, we some. have a pharmacist in the room. He, he can fix me up. So while you're trying to catch that thought oh. in the community, oh, yeah, Jasper. Thank you. After I forgot the mask, you're going, maybe you need to go to a retirement home. All right. There what you're you're very involved in the community yes. in many ways. Yes. Give us a just a brief glimpse well, of that. I, I will. Well, first of all, I, you know, to Pastor Lee at Berean Christian Church, he laughs at me every time. You know, I dated Christian Berean Christian Church for a couple of years <laughs> before I, I joined. I, I, yeah. I understand that. <laughs> so I dated Berean. Before you you I got a date. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now. I'm very active in the veterans ministry in, in Berean Christian Church. I'm a part of the Snailville um, American Legion. I'm a disabled veteran with that group. I'm also with the Lawrenceville VFW and with that, that organization. And we work with vets, especially on you know visiting vets at home, maybe taking food, and if we find vets on the road. I'm a member of Gwinnett Rotary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Rotarian and work closely with my fellow Rotarians, and, and we follow that, our passion with with helping others. Um, I'm a part of the Gwinnett Chamber. Um, and I say between being Rotarian and the Gwinnett Chamber, I enjoyed the Bicentennial. That was like the best year and the best event that I could ever have gone to um, when we ended up to hear more about Gwinnett County and the history. Um, I'm a graduate of Gwinnett County 101 uh, Citizens Academy. And that was that 11-week program where you go every week and you learn about Gwinnett County. I mean everything about Gwinnett County, and and I think that was that was a, an awakening for me to tell me that me and my wife made a good decision settling mm. down in Gwinnett County. 
and, and I really like that. And um, I work with, I'm a member of um, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, the um, Gwinnett chapter, Rho Kappa Lambda, and mm-hmm. we do quite a bit with at-risk youth and, and also within the community. Um, I was HOA president and still work closely with our uh, Norfolk Plantation, which is in Grayson. So work closely with our community there. Um, it was one thing they said, Jay, you sure you want to be HOA president? I've done that. that was, <laughs> I've done you it. Know, you know, that's what it is. I, I had a guy that, he's a, he's a good friend of mine. He sponsors a show, and uh, he, he, he enjoyed it, let's say, more probably more than I did. So he told me when I was president, he was vice president, he said, you know what, if you, this is answer machine, so I'm dating right. myself. He says, right. If you want to put me on for any homeowners-related immediate issues, just contact Vice President Joey Chapman. I said, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> he was great, great friend of mine. But I'm like, if you don't mind. And he was like, I don't mind. I'm like, oh. they call me about their dogs barking. Yeah. Or I'm like, dude, yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah, somebody didn't bring in their trash I mean, can. It's not, I mean, well, it's like, okay. has nothing to do with me. Wait, by the way, I, I got, got it. it. I, got I got it. it. Okay. I got it. Okay. This was what happens when you wear a mask. The oxygen comes back in. I've just let my brain flow. <laughs> What came to me, we were away, and I'm thinking, in all this unprecedented time, I told my wife, I said, this came to me, leaders lead. Correct. And, and, and what I mean by that is there is no blueprint manual for right now. Everybody's looking around to human beings to go, well, this person has experience in this. We're seeing things we've, you know, we've seen partial things before, but we start looking at the big picture. We've got to have our faith, but we've got to go, leaders lead. And if you're not willing to lead, then, you know, let's get behind somebody that is going to lead. And what I love about you, Jasper, and I know Jane does too, is, the vast amount of experience and wisdom is not just something you took in. You you continue to use it. Oh, yes. Um, because a lot of people learned a lot and like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. You know, like, and if you're not continually learning, you're going backward. Right, Jane? Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, it, exactly. And then um, finally with the NAACP, I was um, second vice for a while with mm-hmm. NAACP, and I'm with the African-American Caucus in wow. Gwinnett County. So what I try to do is use all of those to bring people to the table. Because I feel that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Yeah. And a lot of times you won't have like minds at the table, but if they can see that there's a difference at the table, sure. the menu will change. Agreed. Yes. Well, and you've got an opportunity coming up, I believe, you may want to say just a quick <laughs> word about. Yes. Um, I'm well, a, well, let me set it okay, up for him. Okay. You know, I met Jasper back, you know, he's been in Atlanta a number of years, as he said, but, you know, really moved into the Grayson area. But uh, the whole District 3, if you will, of Gwinnett County, which we can explain in a second, and got the opportunity in 2015 or 2016 to start talking. And, and sure enough, you know, four years later, I'm going to tell you what it is, audience, so just thang- stay with me. But I remember um, as a campaign person, great guy, Rodney, uh, who works with Jasper, and he reached out, you know, six, eight months ago, and he goes, I got a guy I want to see if, you know, you might be interested in doing a story on or talk. And I'm like, Jasper Watkins? And he's like, you know him? I'm like, yeah. And it was in my long-term memory as a great guy. I said, he's a fantastic guy. And he goes, well, let me see if, you know, he remembers you and all this. But my point was, Jasper is in the great opportunity, Jane, and he has uh, been in a tough battle and, and is in a runoff with so many people running. But you is a District 3. Now, I'm going to butcher this. It's uh, Gwinnett Co- County Commission? Yes, there. County Commission District 3, yes. So we had an election, and you can tell people, but it was, uh, you know, a lot of people in there. And in 2016, you were you were like 49-point-something percent. Yep, I was 49 percent. Uh, you could – I could tell you this, in 2016, when nobody really was interested in running against the other party, they had been pretty much a one-party system for about two decades. And when I ran in the, premier, the primary then, only 28 people came out to vote. Is that, that right? Was it 2,800. Mm. 28 was 2,800 people. I thought you said 28. No, so I'm 20, like, 28. 20, 2,800 <laughs> people came out good. to vote, right? 
This year, 35,000 wow. came mm. out to vote. Mm. So when you hear Democrats reference the blue wave, in 16, you know, after the Obama era, the wave started. People started to see that there was a different taste in the Kool-Aid. You know, you didn't have to go with one flavor. And, and I think that's what makes a society, that's what makes it good in the military, the different flavors, and I think that's what makes it good in any society. You need a variety. You know, yeah, you can be strong with yours, but it's the variety that kind of makes it sweeter. It, you know? yeah, you've seen that with that, the Gwinnett Board of Education. Change. Everything. Change is needed in everything because yes. you need fresh voices, fresh ideas. Yeah, you do. And when you say you're the most diverse county, <laughs> that word diversity can be, yeah. it can be used a whole lot of ways. But when you don't have anyone in power, then you're not diverse. Right. You just have people who don't look like you. Right. But you need people. And it not necessarily doesn't mean power. It means, like I spoke before, are you at the table? Exactly. Are you being considered? And I think that, that means more than anything. So, you know, I, when I did that, I was the only candidate. This time around, five candidates popped up. And that's good. Yeah. Because I think that shows passion. That means that I wasn't the only passionate one now that cares about Gwinnett County. Um, and, and I do believe that's why I made it into the runoff, and, and that is because of my passion. And, um, and I do believe that, you know, you can't, in other words, Usain Bolt could not have been the fastest man in the world had he not ran against someone. Of course, absolutely. Sure. And that's what it's all about. And, and I think even when you're in politics, you can't be the only one. No. You, you, people have to hear the other issues, and they can even hear the same issue from different people because you receive it in a different way. And I think that's what this election, this primary did. Well, you're, I want to make sure, because we talked a little bit about you, but one of your big things is your 3T platform. You know, so we got people listening today, and this is certainly, we've talked mostly about your background and your qualifications. It's a business leader and a community leader. But, you know, I tip my cap to you, you know, putting your name in the, the ring, because it's tough. I mean, and, you know, you're yes. working really, really hard to all the candidates. All candidates are doing. I mean, it's, it's a risk. It's a lot of, you know, putting your name out there and having to deal with people, what they say, you know, all this kind oh, of yeah. stuff. But talk real quick. What is the 3T platform, uh, Jasper, so we can share with our audience? Yes. Well, the, my, my 3T, 3T platform was based on what I've seen in the past 12 years in Gwinnett County, and that is transportation, transparency, and then transformation. And when I say that, when you look at it in a nutshell, it's basically improving the current infrastructure that we have. And by that improvement, there's synergy with the transit problems. So they kind of intertwine. Then you want to transform our business adversary type environment to more of a business friendly. So that when people want to come in, I want to create the big fish, little fish concept. In other words, you have a lot of little businesses that are doing well. That attracts the big fish because now this is a new feeding ground. Mm -hmm. So wait a minute. Gwinnett County has all these thriving small businesses. Hey, let's see if our company can thrive here and let's go eat a little, little fish. Well, now what you've done is now you're creating larger pockets of big fish. Yep. And now more little fish move in. So now what you're doing is you're, you're, you're basically building on the four pillars, pillars of economic development. You have land. You have labor, you have capital, and you have entrepreneurship. Any Fortune 500 looks at those four pillars, and they will come in, and then you use that terminology of business development. Now, what is all that saying? It all incorporates into transparency. 
you have to tell people what's going on. So transparency, you're telling them, transforming, you're redeveloping, revitalizing, re-energizing with transportation. <laughs> so you yeah, can absolutely. move, because you have to be able to move people from one place to another. Absolutely. You, you do, and now remind everybody, because uh, it's big date, August the 11th. August the 11th. That's the uh, runoff date. Runoff. Right? And early voting and is, tell, tell about that. early voting starts July 20th through August 7th. And, it, and early voting will take place at the Board of Elections in, in Lawrenceville. Okay. Um, and the second week, they will split the voting to the four polling places, and you can find those on the Go um, Vote Georgia. Um, but the, the polling places in the Snellville area will be, will be Lenore Park. But we want to encourage those voters to make sure they don't just, hey, you know, we already voted in the primary or whatever. Not, they need to get back out and vote. Again. Oh, oh yeah, and, and also, you don't get a, like before when they mailed your ballots automatically, now you have to request an absentee ballot. Okay. They won't come to you automatically. You have to request. And because of COVID, you're not going to be turned down because you had to be the 65 yeah. or disabled. No. Because of COVID, you can still get a ballot. But you have to ask yeah. for it. You have to, yes, you have to ask for that. it. Yes, you have to what, ask for it. Uh, should, should the votes go in your favor, Jasper, what are you looking forward to? What's the, what opportunity are you looking forward to first? I want to actually – I want to hold – like a, an open forum or a town hall in every city. And I want to actually hear now from a different standpoint of now I can make a difference. What do you want? Exactly. And you told me what you were interested in. Here's what I can do for you as commission. Now, which one do you want to work on first? I just want to learn how to put on a mask correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start really simple. <laughs> you know, you know, I had to you know, remember my lines, but yeah. I still got a little joke here and there. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, no, sure, that's, yeah. that's spot on. No, that's spot on. And uh, well, I mean, let's make sure we say this too, Jasper. What's the best way people want to call you? They want to email you. They want to go to your website. How can I get oh, in touch well, with well, you? Look, and and everything is on my uh, website at Watkins three for three. That's 3FOR3.com. And you can catch me on my Facebook at Elect Jasper Watkins 2020. And actually, you can call me and I answer the phone. That's you know, that a novel concept, I know. What I? a novel idea. Do you get the deer in the headlights look when yes, you tell people that? I do, too. I, yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I I do answer, answer my phone if I'm yeah. available. It's like I, I, I've called four potential people that called inquiring about something the other day. And then last week, and they said, oh, my gosh, you took time to call, call me back. back. I said, yeah. When did that not become something you should do? Uh, but I, you know, I guess we are older, uh, you know, maybe so. But all right, so it's Watkins, the uh, number three, f o r three dot com. Yes. And then uh, Facebook, you got to elect Jasper Watkins twenty twenty. Correct. Well, uh, my friend, man, I, I, I can't say enough. I mean, the background and the wisdom, I mean, you should be have an honorary leadership degree because, I mean, you just <laughs> nailed it. I, I mean, you know, I wish our cohort could hear all this stuff. It's amazing. I'm sure you agree. He has an honorary leadership degree. Did you not catch that? You know, just in everything he's done, we've given that to we've him given today. It to him. You know, yes. from, from drum major to clarinet to <laughs> uh, officer in the military to pharmaceutical to disaster backup mask. to backup, backup mask. mask. Yeah. That's to tone the guy to turn leader. it the wrong way to, I mean, what? What else you know what do you do to relax jasper <laughs> <laughs> actually i fly, um i like to fly drones oh <laughs> i actually took I my um, i told you this could be a recurring <laughs> series journeys with jasper there, as we walk the county that's the other thing he wants he wants to oh, walk the county go. yes he, he wants to pull a forrest gump he's yes, just not gonna I go do. across the country yep i'm gonna see that I we're gonna do journeys it. with jasper and i'm gonna bring this along we're gonna journey together and i'm gonna tell you stories I, the whole way jasper we must have you back on the show that's oh, just bottom you. line we must have that. you back on the show great uh wisdom great leadership uh nuggets 
and I hope our listeners really captivated some of those powerful insights that well, you I shared. Well, I appreciate the time. I really do. Absolutely. Well, I you're a first-class guy and uh, friend and colleague, and we're super glad to have you here. So, Jasper Watkins III, thank you, my friend, for being a well, guest. thank today. you. Thank All you, right. and thank, thank Gwinnett. Yes. Absolutely. We got, I appreciate so, it. let me close this out. Uh, thank you for joining us on Marketing Matters with Ryan Cyrus here on Business Radio X. For my co-host, Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step, go to janebishop.live to see all Jane's coaching and consulting stuff. She's the best. So just go check Jane out. Appreciate you, Jane. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you as well. You're welcome. And please support those who care for this show, Air Filter Sales and Service. And that's the Tucker and Marietta location. And thanks to our guests in studio for making a great show. For my co-host, Jane Bishop, this is Ryan Sowers. You've been listening to Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. And until next time, folks, make your marketing matter. Matter.